Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Mama's Blogging for Biz and Bliss podcast, where we talk about blogging for fun, blogging for biz, and all the bliss in between. I'm Kathy Stoll from Bliss Beyond Naptime. Go on and pour yourself lots and lots of latte, Mama. Kick back and enjoy today's show. Welcome, welcome, sweet mamas, to another episode of Mama's Blogging for Biz and Bliss. I'm Kathy Stuhl from Bliss Beyond Naptime, welcoming you to episode number 21. I am 99% sure <laughs> is the number we're at. Um, so yeah, so you know that theme song you just heard that has been my theme song for a few years now with my YouTube channel, as well as my past podcast, and I just love it. But these days, I'm kind of feeling that I should switch it to the theme song from Mission Impossible. Because, I know, it's so lame when people say this, but it's been busy, and I don't know why, but it kind of feels like every time I sit down to really focus on one of my three star tasks of the day. It seems like I am racing, um, what's the saying? Racing by the clock? Racing with the clock? Um, because it seems like I have just appointments and things to be at. And I hear that theme song in my head, like, dun, 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 you know? So I'm like, quickly, quickly. And um, so, yeah, I was going to record this intro uh, before I went to an appointment with my husband this morning, and that just didn't happen. So here I am again, and now the theme song is dun 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 because, um, yeah, it's that much later, and I still want to get this podcast out into your little ears. Here we go. So I don't know what's happening, but it's um, part of the reason... It's that time of year again. My mom's visiting from out of town. And um, the big reason she came out at this time was to see my mom, my mom, my daughter's play. She was in a little Shakespearean play. Um, I guess it's safe to say it. It's Macbeth. She was in Macbeth. Um, the reason I say it like that, um, because uh, she's part of this little um, youth theater for our community. And her director, she's been in now four productions with these guys. It's pretty cool. Um, it looks like the actors range in age from about 10 or 9 or 10 to all the way into high school. And man, they're just so good. And um, yeah, so she's, you know, they did Charlotte's Web one year. And then they did this performance that one of her... Um, cast co-cast members um wrote and and then she's in this really awesome avant-garde thing called the caged birds and it was it was so awesome and uh yeah so mumsy my mom came out to check out the show 
and uh, it was so funny you know it can't be a podcast without me impersonating my mom so we're sitting there it was very long it was like a two-hour play you know Shakespeare and um and me and my mom just kind of kept whispering to, to each other like do you know what's going on and my mom's like I don't know but everything they say rhymes <laughs> so, <laughs> it was kind of funny so my daughter's the director guy he's awesome he um he sent out an email saying okay the next play we're gonna do is the scottish play and i had no idea what he was talking about apparently it's bad luck to say macbeth and there i was blabbing everyone he's gonna be in macbeth so luckily um nothing bad happened and actually quite the contrary she is just glowing she (laughs) i don't know it was just so cute um she was just glowing after her performance. You know, she had a, a few, like, nothing, like, not a major role, but holy smokes. Can you imagine if she did? Um, the older actors had the more of the lead roles, and it was just really impressive, like, all the lines they have to memorize. But even so, I was so proud of her. She just, you know, she had a couple of juicy lines, and um, I don't know, my heart. She's just, like, my hero. And um, she, if you knew her in real life, it's, you would agree with me like she's pretty quiet she kind of has more of Craig's personality you know doesn't say much but when she does everyone's all ears and um I don't know she just loves being on stage and you know she I asked her when she was younger like you know are you scared before this performance and she's always like no I'm not scared and this performance she was the first time she said to me yeah actually I'm a little nervous because you know the it's the speaking's different but she got on there and she rocked it and she's just my hero in terms of diving into her, um, you know, outside of her comfort zone and just going for it. And, you know, you can just kind of could almost hear those growth, you know, that growth spurt, like, you know, she's just like at another level. Um, I don't know. This is shift. I know I'm being a little bit of a very, I am a very super, um, I want to use the word observant, mom. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because I remember driving uh, like doctors and naturopaths crazy because every little weird birthmark and, you know, and <laughs> weird little, you know, physical thing, I would bring them in like, you yeah, know, would you mind just taking a look at this? And I remember the, um, a doctor once gave me a pat on the back and I'm like, I know I'm being annoying, but she's like, no, you're just a very, you know, observant mom. And it's true. And I, I see that too in uh, my kids' Um, spiritual growth and emotional growth it's just really cool to see them challenge themselves and then emerge emerge out of the experience um, just being a little bit more um, aware of of their self self-aware and also proud of themselves and their accomplishment and um, yeah the self-awareness bit's really cool and it's just such an honor to witness this unfolding so yeah, and um, on that note, I am honored to witness your unfolding too. Check out my work with me page, honeys. I did a whole bunch of, not a whole bunch, I did a couple new um, work with me options that I'd love for you to check out because I'm all about helping you to stretch out of your comfort zone if you're ready to take this blogging love of yours to the next level. I will, um, I will just help you come up with... Um, Shakespearean words thou arst are going to be awesome (laughs) not your arse is going to be awesome maybe but (laughs) you're going to be awesome too so I have a really fun progress of getting you uh, connected with your inner 
inner biz coach, basically, your mama bliss. And from there, we'll see um, how you can serve those readers out there who are ready to receive your gifts. Okay, and speaking of mama bliss, I have a kindred spirit. I met Alexandra Hughes through a mutual friend of ours, I think, um, I think two years ago or something. She invited me to one of her um, online events as a guest and we just hit it off. You'll see. Um, actually, you can actually physically see because this too uh, can also be witnessed um, on YouTube through my YouTube channel or over on blissbeyondnaptime.com. You can see the video. And um, you know what's really funny? We just finally realized we have something really cool. We have two cool things in common. Well, actually, we have like three. Um, number one, uh, we love serving moms. And number two... We're both Canadian. And number three, get this. What do you get when you have two half Peruvians come together? Together we make up a whole Peruvian. Uh-huh. We both have Peruvian moms. So that kind of blew my brain. Uh, I don't come across half Peruvians very often. And I only come across half Peruvian, half Hungarians once in a lifetime. It's true. Edie had a little classmate uh, a few years ago. Um, the teacher we were talking I'm like yeah my dad's from Hungary my mom's from Peru and she's like oh just like so-and-so's parents except reverse and I'm like oh my god that explains why he's so adorable and then the family promptly moved to Peru after they heard I said that <laughs> just kidding no but yeah they did move back to Peru but anyways um yeah Alexandra is also part Peruvian which is really cool because my mom again the Peruvian um I haven't told her that I'm gonna I forgot to tell her that but anyways so please do uh, enjoy the interview. We are talking, and she's giving tips on keeping the calm when you got all these, you know, blogging. It's like if you're blogging because you're in love with the process, it's a creative outlet for you. And at the same time, you know, you're an observant and hands-on mama. It's hard to feel that you're dropping the ball somewhere. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, you got lots on your plates, uh, Alexander's going to honor us with some tips and tricks and insights into how we can stay calm and centered throughout this very very blessed experience so lucky us to get to hear from alexandra and lucky me to have you listening to the show so thank you so much and uh, please do check out the show notes over at thisbeyondnaptime.com or check out alexandra's um over at calmjoyfulmom.com as well okay loves enjoy the show Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mama's Blogging for Blizz, Blizz, Biz and Bliss. <laughs> Always get mixed up what comes first, the biz or the bliss. Sometimes it alternates. So welcome to the show. And today we have the beautiful, beautiful Alexandra Hughes from Calm Joyful Mom, who's going to speak with us today about how to keep the calm with all the blogging going on. And um, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Alex. I'm super excited too. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I have a good feeling. I got a good nose for fun coming up and it's just going <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So just your introduction. Uh, she shares with us here, her bio, that she's a mom to three a life coach and a business owner and house and family CEO, FEO, ooh, FEO even, awesome, and manager for five 
she's passionate about helping busy moms navigate the mess and stress of motherhood to find calm in the chaos, to create lives they love and that love them back so they can thrive versus survive. Oh my God. Okay. I'm reading here. Um, I don't know if I knew this about you, but she wrote here uh, tidbits about herself. She's Canadian who was born in Lima, Peru. Have we talked about mm-hmm. this? Like my I mom's... don't think we, I don't think oh, okay. we, no, cool. I don't know if you know the nitty gritty. No. Okay. Know. Well, my mom's from Peru. Hey. And so I grew really? up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Peruvian? Uh, well, I don't have a passport anymore, but yeah. Like your mom or dad's Peruvian? Oh my God, dude. I'm half Peruvian too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So my mom was born in Bolivia, but raised in Peru and, oh, and she met my father in Peru. They lived in Peru. I was born in Peru. I've got family in Peru. I was mostly raised in Ottawa, Canada, which makes, makes me significantly less exotic, but <laughs> <laughs> you're hilarious. I have roots there. Dude, yes, man. That's so trippy. My mom was born and raised in Peru. She met my dad in Peru, who's from Hungary. He had a two-year um, uh, contract there. He's a pilot. And then I was born in Montreal, though, when I was raised in Montreal. Okay. Weird, hey? That is so, so funny. Yeah. Cool. So my mom fell in love with a Canadian. Your mom fell in love with a Hungarian. Crazy Hungarian. Yeah. I always say I'm, I'm half, half Peruvian, half Hungarian, so I'm half crazy and half crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 50. <laughs> that is so okay we gotta talk Peru after have you taken yeah. your kids to Peru yet no have you no and I'm kind of like I'm feeling like because my grandma Wait, she's so getting old oh yeah two hours south of Lima Cañete Cañete San Vicente so I uh, grew up we spent a lot of Christmases and my mom goes back every year still for Christmas wow oh my god okay we'll talk about okay, Peru later this out. like this is but that's awesome I no, I know. I, I, I got goosebumps because Peru is um this pretty amazing special place. I think. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of a little bit magical, actually. Yeah. It's got yeah, so totally. much history and culture and diversity and oh, every kind God. of sort of such warmth. The people there are just so like. I always tell my friends, you go to Peru, you never say, "Oh, I like your necklace." It's always like, "Oh, here." Here, take it, take it, it's yours. I'm like, no, no, I'm just complimenting you. Yeah, this yeah. is such a warm, yeah. generous people there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So speaking about warmth and generosity, um, I am going to milk you for all the calm tips you got for my mamas out there who love to blog. Why don't you tell us a oh, little yeah. bit uh, about your story of how you came to be life coaching and how you specialize with mom's calmness. Yeah, factors. yeah, yeah. So as with many of us um, entrepreneurs, uh, my passion and what I do today is really all about me. <laughs> you know, it's all about my pain and how I can turn that around and use that to help other people so that they don't have to go through all the shit that I went through, right? Um, so here's the story of the shit that I went through. Yes. <laughs> get me here. Um, so I've got three kids and we have done two international moves. Um, I'm not even going to, I don't even think I can count the number of houses we've lived in. We've moved a lot. So there's been a lot of stress, but just to give you an idea of how stressy the initial experience of motherhood was for me, we chose to adopt when we were living in Southern Africa in Mozambique. And, um, 
uh, my wonderful daughter, who is now 12, we adopted her when she was two and a half. And 10 days after we got the paperwork, I found out I was pregnant. So um, nine months later, I had a toddler who had been in, an, in a Mozambican institution for the first two and a half years of her life and a newborn. And, you know, my philosophy going into motherhood was like, you just strap them on your back and keep on going. You know, that was, and that didn't quite work out yeah. <laughs> as I had envisioned. Yeah. Um, five weeks after my, my birth boy was born, um, we moved because my husband was offered a job in the UK. So we went from Mozambique where we'd had perfect weather, help in the house, two incomes, no kids to the UK, crappy weather. We did have friends there, but no help in the house, um, no family. Um, one academic income, and because I chose at that point to be with the kids, Mia really needed me. I think they, they both did. And um, I just remember that moment when we landed and I was surrounded by boxes with one toddler running around and a baby on my boob and my husband at the door looking very concerned, I'm off to work. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like what's just happened to my life? You know, how am yeah. I going to do this? And it was, it was really, really hard. And I reached out to the books and the online platforms and um, the few friends that I had. And I kind of muddled my way through it. And eventually, as we ran out of savings, I decided I had to go back to work. I found that the stay-at-home experience was really, really hard. Emotionally, really, really heavy. Um, I didn't, I, I just wasn't prepared. I really wasn't prepared for it all. I felt in many ways isolated. It was quite a struggle. And so I thought going back to work is going to be the solution. But then of course you're living this crazy hamster wheel life where when you're at home, you wish you were, you know, you, you're thinking about work. Maybe you don't wish you were at work, but you're thinking about all that stuff that you're supposed to do for work. When you're at work, you're worried about the kids and feeling super guilty about that, you know, and everything, I got into this um, cycle, it's like, I call it like the automatic pilot hamster wheel cycle where you're just going, 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 ticking boxes, ticking boxes, and your days start to look like, well, box ticking exercises. And, um, and you're not, and I became so stressed out that I wasn't connecting with my kids. So I was coming home, you know, on the, on the box ticking list was, you know, um, feed them, clean them, put them to bed, finish work report or finish up that email or whatever go to bed, start all over again, get them out. No, no, no. They, start, they just started being tasks and not humans yeah. anymore. And I didn't really, I didn't really come to the awakening of that until, surprise, surprise, I found out I was pregnant with number three. And I was, I was like, I think I was in a state of shock. My poor husband was like hemorrhaging. I mean, it was really, <laughs> um, it was, we were not ready. We could barely do it with two. Oh, wow. you know? I mean, um, it was, so, um, so anyway, when baby number three came along, we were still in the UK and I had a very generous, um, maternity leave. And so like in Canada, unlike where I am now, right now I'm in Washington, DC. Uh, so maternity leave is horrible here, but I was I very lucky. Yeah. And at the same time, they were going through some restructuring at work. So it all worked out because I, I call baby number three, my light bulb moment baby, because he really during that maternity leave, I realized that, you know, I, I had completely disconnected from my children. I was disconnected from myself. I was disconnected from the moments of motherhood, you know, and, um, 
And, um, and I was missing out. I was missing out on them. They were missing out on me. And it was really a beautiful, beautiful time for me to get to know them simultaneous with my life coaching training. So I had a huge, not a huge, but I had a significant training allowance that I hadn't used up because I was so busy going, going, going all the time. And my work paid for my coaching training while I was on maternity leave. Wow. So it worked out really, really well. And then of course, what was I passionate about? I was passionate about reaching out to moms and helping them find themselves again after, you know, uh, going on maternity leave or if they're finding themselves super stressed. And, um, and so that's where my coaching practice was born. It was originally called In Essence because it was all about helping mothers connect with their essence again. Mm. When I moved to DC um, three years ago from the UK, I did, so, you know, I spoke, I try, I really wanted to make sure that what I was offering was tuned into what mothers needed here. And so what I did was a bunch of, you know, focal group discussions and interviews, essentially market research, but I didn't call it that because I, that's just not the way my brain works. I just was reaching out, reaching out and trying to get to know people and get to know what the challenges were. And I realized that mothers couldn't connect with themselves because they were so stressed out Mm. here. There was an intensity um, to the lifestyle here. And a lot more moms were working moms. So, um, so I, I changed my branding a little bit and I call myself or the website calmjoyfulmom.com. I realize it's a website or it's a name that kind of invites where I want to be as opposed yeah. to where I feel some of the time, but it does reflect a journey for me in that I used to be disconnected, quite hot headed, you know, like very fast, very impatient to re- very fast to react, very impatient, you know, uh, the empathy wasn't the first place that I would naturally go as a mom. I was the most chilled out person previous, even though I was kind of type A and stuff. Um, I was pretty chilled out, but you don't realize how quickly you can be set off after having, I think it's the second kid. And of mm. course I had the second kid six months after I adopted the first. So oh boy. everything was really, yeah without knowing what I was getting into. So everything, so I think that combination of like perfectionism, wanting to achieve um, maybe a little bit of control freak, um, you know, tendencies, all of that combined with motherhood make for a really rough ride. And I had experienced that ride and I wanted to help. And I saw a lot of those type A achievement oriented people around me when I arrived in DC. And so I really thought, okay, awesome. So, you know, I'm here now. I can, I've been there. I can help. And so that's, what was your question? (laughs) No, like I told you, this is awesome. And, um, what was my, just your story. And this is explaining it beautifully. So many touch points that I would love to dig into a bit deeper, but I echo your observation that the second child syndrome, because I always say same thing before having kids, yeah, I was like crazy laid back. If you can imagine, like, <laughs> like literally skipping through fields of daisies because yeah, yeah, we yeah. had seven acres and two acres of them was just a field of daisies. When <laughs> I was just like, yeah. And then when I became pregnant with my second, um, well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors, you know, like you start to observe, like there is the check mark. But it's also about finding the balance between seeing it as a check mark, but also seeing it as 
a, a fluid organic rhythm to the day, you know, that is there to support us and, you know, breathing in and out. But it, you know, when it, when that gets, you know, under too much stress, it turns into the rigid check marking, which turns into like, every, you know, anything feels like it's out of your control. Yeah. And I think that's what happened when I became pregnant with my second son, um, just when I was pregnant and the, we lived in a little teeny tiny town in the middle of nowhere at the time. And we were so excited because like the local restaurant announced they're going to have movie night Tuesdays. We're going to push some tables to the side and we're going to like play a mu uh, movie. And I was like, Ooh, we should get a babysitter for Edie and go watch a movie and celebrate, you know, this new life <laughs> we're bringing into this world. So this little town is like the conspiracy capital of North America, conspiracy theory capital. And of course they watched this, they played this conspiracy movie. That was so scary. <laughs> the future of the world. Oh, and no. it just like, it seemed we drove home, like a five minute drive back to our place. And the whole time my teeth were chattering. Oh, and then no. from that moment on, it just, it just like set the tone for this low grade anxiety. And like you were saying, like fear of control, you know, fear of the future and this worry. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I hear you. And it's all about, um, yeah, just relinquishing control, you know, and just focus yeah. on, yeah. you know, just oh, breathing. I'm reading Love Warrior right now. And uh, oh. the yeah. yeah. And it's just that I'm just almost winding up. Um, what's her name? Glennon Melton Doyle. Doyle? Yeah. yeah. And uh, just at the last part, you know, same thing, her journey, her struggles. And then finally the epiphany coming back to the breath, breathe through it. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So yeah. calm and joyful. Breathe back to the calm and joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breathe back and breathe back into the here and now, like into, into breathing into your breath is breathing into the moment and yeah. it's breathing into your body. And it's, I think we live a lot of our, you know, our mind. When I talk about monkey mind with my clients, I talk about, um, you know, either worrying that you didn't wrong, did it wrong in the past or feeling worried about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But there's, you know, it really takes work to breathe in and be in the now. And I think, you know, nobody's perfect, but as much as you can being present with your children and they provide so many opportunities and watching them is a huge, huge learning um, opportunity as well, because kids are great at being present. Mm. So, you know, breathing yeah. into the presence, breathing into the now, and that brings so much connection. I'm a totally, and every day I evolve into a different mother and with, you know, the work of Glennon Doyle and, and all these other wonderful sort of inspiring women yeah. it's i just feel like i don't know you know being a mother and drawing upon all these lessons you can really really connect deep in your connections with yourself with your children with the world around you it's mm -hmm. um, it's a special time oh. it's a crazy time yeah it's a special time yeah so precious oh my god okay so do you have some tips you can share for our mamas out there? Uh, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, the, you know, the podcast is called Mama's Blogging for Biz and Bliss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe some tips of um, keeping the calm when, you know, so blogging, obviously, um, it started off for me and, and I'm sure for a lot of the listeners out there as this 
this creative pursuit that's just so rich and so many levels and, and such an opportunity to you know, document this journey, maybe not motherhood, perhaps it's uh, an artistic journey or professional or, um, you know, some kind of expressive journey. And um, so, yeah, there's this kind of like, ooh, chomping at the bit. Um, so it is important to really, you know, bring ourselves, you know, to the mat, the blogging mat, if you will. Uh, yeah. But like you were saying, you know, these little munchkins, they are needing us to be present with them. Do you have some tips? Yeah. 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 So I blog, I blog, um, I blog for different reasons. I mean, I blog to offer tips and strategies, so to kind of, um, educate and, and, and to normalize the challenges. I feel like a lot of mothers, um, saying that it's hard saying that I'm going through a really hard time or that I had a really bad day or that I yelled at my kid or that I felt like, you know, crying in a closet, that that's all really taboo. So I work really hard to normalize all of that. And I write about it. So I do, yes, I do it for other people. You know, I, I always try to either inspire or educate, connect in some way and be really authentic and I'll, and I'll get into that. But I also um, blog for myself because it, I find it therapeutic and it's, it's a creative outlet. Um, but how do you do it with little people, you know? And I, so I took some time before we got on, we got on our call today and I started thinking, well, what are, you know, lots of moving pieces when you own a business, um, you need to really with coaching and any kind of sort of intimate support that you offer people, you really need to be present. So it can be, it can be energy zapping. Um, and, and I love that. Um, but, um, how do you kind of make the blogging happen and how do you make it happen in a certain way where it feels like it is that creative outlet, you know, where it is that and where it inspires. So it takes kind of all, all those boxes. I think the first thing that is a major challenge is the clarity of mind, mm -hmm. finding clarity of mind when there's just a lot to think about, you know, you're thinking about the worlds of, depending on how old your kids are, you're thinking about kind of the, you know, the, um, their, their, it could be their basic needs too, just maybe then when they get older, their social, social worlds or how they're feeling about themselves, um, or more, it's more conscious little beings, you know, so, um, there's just, and then there's, you know, like you read, you know, like I manage, I'm the primary parent. I, I manage the house. I manage the finances. I, I do wow. all of that sort of stuff. This is not my forte. You know, this is something I've had to learn. Um, my husband travels a lot. So, you know, with all of that stuff going on in your mind, how do you find the clarity of mind to really sit down, hone and focus and write, you know? Um, and I think that the answer to this, and it, it, you know, I, I, I even almost myself cringe is just to take care of yourself because everybody says it and you know we've heard it all before self-care you know make sure you take the time to and we can just start with the basics to get enough rest um if you're not sleeping enough your mind isn't you're not going to be sort of awake when you need yeah. to be awake and and uh you know drink enough water they say productivity um, you know, make sure you're feeding yourself well, make sure you're moving your body, make sure you're connecting with nature, you know, whatever turns you on, whatever nourishes your soul, get a little bit of that in. And I'm not talking about sitting in Lotus at 530 in the morning for an hour. That does not work for a lot of moms. For some, maybe that's, they can make it happen. It makes me 
feel sleepy just thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And some people get pissed off when I, mm-hmm. when, you know, mm-hmm. when, when it's suggested. So, um, but there are other ways of doing it. Make your walk to school um, or your walk back from school a mindful pra- mindfulness practice. You know, um, take five minutes in or make your shower a mindfulness practice mm. or an intention setting practice. You know, make your blog a mindful journey, jur- journal you know, or like a a stream of consciousness, or maybe you don't even have to publish it. Maybe you can just journal on the side, you know, like there are lots of things that you can do to take care of yourself. Um, And I think that for me, the meditation, the actual sitting and doing nothing and and breathing into that. So that formal practice of mindfulness is super, super important um, to me. And I think that that has made an enormous difference in my life. For some people, like my husband, going swimming every morning is his mindfulness practice. Mm. Um, yoga, mindful movement, that, that's what works for me. But everybody has to find their own. And whatever it is that clears your mind, walk in the woods, whatever, you know, that um, I invite that, invite that into your life so that it's amazing the difference it will make in your own writing mm. and yes. in your own ability to feel inspired, find the ideas. You know, what often happens to me is I'm going through the day and I think, oh my God, that's such a brilliant blog idea. That is the most brilliant blog idea. And I can't get away at that moment. Maybe I'm driving a kid somewhere. Maybe I'm like making a meal. Maybe I'm doing three things, you know, simultaneously. And then the idea goes. So having that space and time to just kind of be clear, the idea will come back. Or maybe you can just plug it into your phone and go back to it. But as long as you've got sort of the headspace. I, I like that idea to reframe it. The idea will come back. Because I got my first cell phone ever, like about four months now. And um, that's when all the good ideas come. I, I was going to say, for me, my thing is my dog. I take, I take him for a couple of walks a day. And that's my grounding time. And same thing, you know, going to the forest really helps my my fear factor I call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just this uh, old reframe I feel like yeah it charges me up and it reminds me I'm, I'm protected you know you know there's benevolent force in the world and da, da, da. yeah but um and I, I love cross-country skiing with my dog and yeah. um awesome. I get all these awesome ideas so with my phone I'm like oh great so I have these awesome ideas so I, I figured out the voice memo on my phone yeah yeah <sighs> but you know it, it's just I think I'm just going to let go of that because I find it really kind of disrupts the whole, because then I have to stop and my ski poles are flying and I'm, I feel like <laughs> kind of embarrassed. of like looking around like, okay, blog post idea. And then when I say it, I sound like such, like such a creep when I hear the yeah. recording. So anyway, I think I might just like, okay, I'll come back, release it. <laughs> Trust me and you can trust the if you can you know you can trust the universe that that idea is going to come yeah. back or an even better idea is going to come back totally. or you can whisper the idea in and maybe it will prompt you later on like Thank you know you. I'm going to do that yeah, yeah. novelty strength I, I have like dictated entire blog posts walking down the street like and I talk about stuff like, like when shit hits the fan at dinner time I talk about that stuff so talking about that stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You got it. But you know, I mean, you got to do what works for you. If it feels funny, then it's not right. Yeah, I think it feels funny. I'm going to stop that right now. Thank you. Pools all over. (laughs) Yelling at my dog. Did y'all come back here? 
just like yeah. garbage. <laughs> I'm like, hear myself screaming a couple hours later. <laughs> and then, you know, they're also, you know, you can ask for support. Like there have been times, for instance, where I've, I've felt inspired and I'm a very, um, um, I don't know if the word is auditory or oral person too. I, I learned by listening and I, I think I learned by talking and I express myself by talking a lot of the time. So um, I have actually sort of dictated blogs in and asked my uh, VA, my assistant, my VA to, to sort of draft them out and, and send them back to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm pressed for time, I've done that. So I've asked for help and then I fix it up and change it and no, 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 no. So that typing time... So the expression, the creative expression happens in a different way and sometimes at a different time, but it's, um, it works, you know, I mean, you got to do what works. And I think, so this is the second sort of tip, which is around finding time and space and quality time and space. Um, And this is really hard, I think. I, and, and, I, and I'm the first to admit that, you know, when my kids were little and I was doing this, so now my kids are six, nine, and 12. They're all in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they were all in school, and sometimes I'd have a babysitter. Sometimes it would be about nap time, right? Or evenings, you know. But what I do think is important is if and when you can to create boundaries around this time. And if, and when you can, it can be a sacred time and it can be the walk or the cross country ski in the woods with your, you know, your headset on and your microphone that it can be that, or, you know, if it needs to be in the same place at the same time, I'm the kind of person that really does well with routine. So if it's the same place, same time, try to optimize that it's a time when your brain is fresh. If you can, again, you know, try have the boundaries, um, and the structure to work for you, but keep the flexibility in the back pocket, you know, keep the flexibility, like you were talking about when we first started, you know, staying, staying flexible to the ebbs and flows, a kid's going to be sick one day, yeah. it should happens, you know, or you're going to be in the middle of this really fantastic, you know, blog, and a child's going to come in and, and need you for something, or yeah. they're going to start a wrestling match in front of you, or, you know, like what, like these things, they happen, and so being, I say, you know, having the structure, the structure and the boundaries that support you with the flexibility in your back pocket um, and being able to kind of breathe into the transition. So like, I don't know, I can't remember what blog post it is, but there's one where I talk about, you know, being, you know, you're, you're meditating and then a kid comes and interrupts you. And I have done this before and I've been like, get lost, I'm meditating. You know, I'm trying to find my inner peace, like, get out of here, yeah, yeah, you yes. know, and, and, um, and the, the, the key to, <laughs> to the meditation is, of course, to learn how to, like, take your breath into the interaction with your mm-hmm. child and interact mindfully with your child. This is not easy. This is not I an know. easy practice. It's an ongoing yoga practice. It's Actually, I wrote, that, I wrote that in one of my first ebooks. how um, before I had kids. I, I was an Ashtanga yoga teacher and I used to teach yoga at the park when we lived in Calgary at Princess Island Park there. And there was <laughs> a lot of homeless people who would just like hang out and 
once they were like kind of catcalling us to us like when everybody was in downward dog oh, man. and I would just say you know okay you guys this is part of the yoga practice you know you know yeah. let the ujjayi breath be louder than that guy saying hey baby would you hold that for a few more you know like whatever <laughs> and then I in this ebook I wrote after I became a mom I said something like um it's like the parenting journey it, it's like it's like a yoga practice that goes on forever and your yeah. kids are like these drunk homeless people that keep yeah. like showing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they're oh. the cat callers. Yes, <laughs> mama. They're the constant <laughs> inter interrupters, like interruptitis. You know, like, we were not trained to be subjected to interruptitis, and um, and it happens. So yeah, and paying attention so where you to what works. Yeah, what works. Um, just on that note. Um, what works for me it's so funny i feel i don't know if i even said this out loud before because i'm not sure how it's going to sound but i know some, i think of it when i when i speak to experts like you like about um about this stuff it's that what what helps me push through and be in the moment this is gonna sound weird like you were saying you're like you know in your meditation the kid comes in and you're like i'm busy meditating just that for me the guilt i feel after i feel like instantly i'm just like oh, and I use that energy like the next day or later in the day to make me be more present. I, I guess it's the guilt. Is that normal? Yeah. I mean, mom <laughs> guilt is normal all over the place. But it helps and me to make, be a mother mom. Yeah. Exactly. You, and you can teach, you know, you can, any kind of, any kind of outburst or hothead moment is an opportunity for reconnecting and an opportunity yeah. for learning. So that happens, you know, you, you, you tell your kid to shove off or whatever, and then you can say, Hey, you know, I, I, what was happening wasn't what I thought should have happened. Yeah. I call that shittitis. You know, <laughs> sometimes we get so frustrated when things don't happen the way we think they should happen. In. and so this is how this is what happened in my body and this is how I reacted and I'm sorry and it's wrong yeah. and does that ever happen to you and yeah. you know it's teaching emotional intelligence it's teaching mindful it's teaching mindfulness you know it's really yeah so that's wonderful and we can and guilt or anger or any frustration all of those they're messengers so the key is to hear the message not let the message come into your house and take you over. Let the messenger come to the door, open the door. Thanks for coming. I hear your message. And then, you know, do, you know, follow through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Follow through. So guilt does have its purpose. Oh, Every, oh all of these crazy feelings have their purpose. That's funny. So just do that. Yeah. Listening oh. in and tuning mm -hmm. in, listening in, and then, and stepping up and owning it and using it as a learning opportunity. Oh, yes, there have been many, but it just, it, it gets better and better and it easier. It totally, totally you, does get yeah, better. Collect the tools and reminders. Honey, I think we have to have you come back for part two, because I feel this is going like way okay. too fast, but we right. have to wrap it up in the next five minutes. So do you have like um, a parting message yeah, or I mean, opportunity or anything? I guess, um... I guess really it is all about, you know, taking care of yourself and creating those spaces in those times and, and boundaries with the flexibility in the back pocket so that you are in touch with yourself. You can be real. You can kind of connect authentically. That was my third point really was like okay. you have to be kind of in, tuned into yourself to connect authentically. And that 
not always hard, uh, not always easy. In fact, very hard when you're a busy business vlogging mom. Yes. So all of that is really, really difficult. There is, I offer, since you're giving me the chance yes, to, please. Um, to say, I offer something called the, right now it's called the Clear Mind Present Mama Challenge. And it's a five-day challenge that helps you to find that clarity of mind so that you can be more present in everything that you do. So not only about being present with the kids, but also being present in your blogging, being present in your relationship with your partner, being present when you're cooking, you know, really kind of living life and being in that moment, being alive in that moment. Mm. And, um, and so that is something that I can, I can share the link with you and we are going to yeah. be running that. Um, Gosh, I should know this. And in, 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 <laughs> end of March is when we're going to be running it. But people could get on the waiting list as early as now, or they could, um, you know, join in end of March. But I'll send you the link for that, Kathy. Yes, and we'll have that link if you're listening at blissbeyondnaptime.com or if you're watching the video version of this. Um, yeah, you can find the link at the same place or below the video here on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I really yeah. hope, you know, I know we didn't get through everything, but I really hope that uh, what we did get through is, is, is of help to your Absolutely. Community. I know it helped me. It was great reminders of, of this journey and that, um, you know, it, we, we got some tools here and then we can go yeah. catch a challenge to really, you know, yeah. integrate it a bit deeper. And like, I'm serious. I'd love to have you back on again so we can take it it to another level. Yeah, It was so much fun. And I do think that blogging, any type of writing creative outlet is fundamental for uh, these creative entrepreneurial types that you and I are, you know, it's so creating the time for that guilt free. Totally. No, we're modeling some beauty there to our kiddos to go for our dreams and express ourselves. Alex, so where can we find you? So you can find me at uh, calmjoyfulmom.com backslash blog. That's where I'd like you to come and look so you can see some of my blogs. And um, yeah, get some tips and strategies. I've got a great Calm Mom toolkit for moms there too that's free. You can sign up for that. Great. And the challenge, which we will have the link to at Bliss Beyond That Time with Alex's show notes. Thanks, Han. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, lovely, for having me. Thanks for listening. Don't want to miss an episode? Then be sure to subscribe at iTunes. And while you're at it, why not leave a review? Another way not to miss a bit of bliss is to subscribe to my newsletter over at blissbeyondnaptime.com. Lots of freebies there to choose from that will get you on that list and will support you on your blogging for biz dreams. Until next time, Mama, keep on blogging on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.